0: some announcements that I would like to draw your attention to. The, I'm not going to stack it, but it's very important that I do this correctly, so the pressure's on right now. The third paragraph that says, mark your calendars. <clears throat> so that is the annual congregational meeting is scheduled for Saturday, January the 18th, with lunch served at 11.30 a.m. and the meeting starting at 12.15 p.m. If you have questions or concerns, please contact a council member or come to the first part of the council meeting on Saturday, January the 11th, at 9.30 a.m. So I have to read that out loud in order for us to comply with our Constitution, okay? So I think I did that right. Did I do that right, Ashley? Are we okay? Okay, she's the brains of the outfit and uh, keeping me straight and, and narrow here. Okay, so um, I think that takes care of it. I'll let you read that uh, on your own. Our um, Second Harvest Food Bank has been wonderful. I wanna thank you for that. and um Irish Jean, thank you for bringing that up because they're almost full and so they uh they'll be able to come and pick this up pretty quick so you know wonderful thank you for bringing those canned goods in and and so forth them we're going to continue to do that um because there's always a need uh for people so um thank you for your generosity thank you very much you're you're lightening the load on people so Eldred you're back <laughs> So anyhow, a um, couple of things um, that I would like to uh, bring to your attention. It is Mission Sunday. The jar is out there. Also in the news, um, some real tragic things have happened. We had um, five people attacked uh, at a rabbi's house next door to the synagogue uh, in, I guess you call it, upstate New York. And uh, and that's not, you know, a rarity unfortunately now in New York right now. It's just it's happening. The persecution of God's people. Also, in Nigeria on Christmas, there were eleven Christians that were slaughtered by radical Islam under the name of ISIS. And these people did nothing other than to proclaim Christ and Him crucified, and they were murdered on Christmas. So, on the one hand, I don't mean to be the wet blanket here or anything like that, but but we got it awful good. That we can sit here in this church and worship God. And there's people in this world that don't have that luxury. and So may we lift them up in our prayers today, and we will. And um, we are grateful to have Gwen Wollishun with us today. And um, I don't know what you did to deserve me, my friend, (laughs) but there is a place in heaven for you putting up with Pastor Ken. And we are so glad to have her here, and she is such a professional. And thank you for blessing us, and it's just, as I said earlier, um, you are loved at this church, and you are known at this church, and it is like part of a family reunion to have you here. So we're so blessed. Thank you for, for worshiping with us and honoring us with your skills. Let us now stand, and our opening hymn is Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence on page 198. Magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our
1: sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins.
0: Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Most. This is the feast of victory for our God. Hallelujah. God, our Maker and Redeemer, you wonderfully created us, and in the incarnation of your Son, yet more wondrously restored our human nature. Grant that we may ever be alive in Him, who made Himself to be like us through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God. Now and forever, you may be seated.
2: Good morning. The first reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter sixty three, verses seven through fourteen. This can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1160. Isaiah 63, beginning with verse seven. I will tell of the kindnesses of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised according to all the Lord has done for us. Yes, the many good things. He has done for Israel according to his compassion and many kindnesses. He said, Surely they are my people, children who will be true to me. And so he became their savior. In all their distress, he too was distressed, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Yet they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned and became their enemy, and he himself fought against them. Then his people recall the days of old, the days of Moses and his people, where he brought he who brought them through the sea with the shepherd of his flock. Where is he who set his holy spirit among them? Who sent his glorious arm of power to be at Moses' right hand? Who divided the waters before them to gain for himself every lasting renown? Who led them through the depths? Like a horse in open country, they did not stumble like cattle that go down to the plain, they were given rest by the Spirit of the Lord. This is how you guided your people, to make for yourself a glorious name. Now we will read Psalm 111 111 responsibly, and this is printed in your bulletin. Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the council of the upright and in the assembly. Glorious and majestic are his deeds, and his righteousness endures forever. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The epistle this morning is taken from the book of Galatians, chapter 4 verses 4 through 7, and this can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1813. Galatians 4, beginning with verse 4. But when the set time had fully come, God sent sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: the gospel according to saint matthew from the second chapter glory, glory to you o lord the gospel reading this morning is from saint matthew chapter 2 verses 13 through 23 and can be found in your pew bible on page 1498 matthew 2 13 through 23 when They had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child in order to kill him. So he got up, and he took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious. and He gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled, voices heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who were trying to take the child's life are dead." So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets, that he would be called a Nazarene. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable on thy side, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Well, I need to start with Merry Christmas. Christmas. I'm sure that Most of you have read the story, a timeless classic, titled, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And if you haven't read the story, perhaps you've seen the movie. If so, you will remember how everyone in Whoville loved Christmas everyone that is except the Grinch. The Grinch hated Christmas and and he made up a plan to spoil the joy of Christmas for all of Whoville. And his plan required him to dress up as Santa Claus and go into Whoville and steal all of their Christmas presents, all of their Christmas trees, and even the food that they had prepared for Christmas dinner. What a terrible thing to do. You know why the Grinch hated Christmas so much? Do you remember that part of the story? Come on, we got some young guys there. You guys know. Come on, you read the books. I know I've read that thing about a hundred times to between my three boys. Well, according to the story, it was because his heart was too small. You've heard that. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, right? He was so selfish that he hated to see anyone, anyone else who was happy and enjoying themselves. But as you know, the Grinch's plan did not work, and we wonder, or I wonder out loud, leading you along, why didn't his plan work? The reason his plan didn't work was because the people of Whoville knew that the real joy of Christmas does not come from presents doesn't come from decorations. It doesn't come from food. No, it, it comes from a heart. A heart that is filled with love. And you know the story of how the Grinch <clears throat> stole Christmas is, is not a true story. Bob, I see you here with some young guys and I wonder if they're wondering how's this guy going to pull this off I am too <laughs> but this morning this morning we read of a and we have read a true story of another grinch air quotes grinch who tried to steal christmas in fact he tried to steal The very first Christmas, this Grinch, his name was Herod. We read that, and then Herod, seeing that he was fooled by the Magi, became exceedingly angry, and he sent and destroyed all the children in Bethlehem and in all the nearby regions who were two years old and younger, according to the time which he had determined precisely from the Magi. Matthew 2.16. Herod. Let me share some uh, words from uh, another pastor, Pastor Borchardt. He described, he says, the Magi had shown up in Jerusalem looking for the king of the Jews. And the king they were following By the star, wasn't King Herod who was the king of the Jews. Herod wanted to kill Jesus. Awkward. So Herod did what the ancient kings do. He tried to eliminate all of his enemies. He wanted to kill Jesus. On this last Thursday, the church celebrated the holy innocents and martyrs. In our men's group, we read about St. Stephen being martyred. We know that the children murdered in Bethlehem and those who died, like Stephen, proclaiming Christ and him crucified, were innocent. Very sad. And the children in Bethlehem, they didn't do anything to Herod. They were truly innocent. They were simply in the wrong place at the wrong time. That is to say, they were in between Herod's hatred of the Magi and his desire to kill baby Jesus. Jesus. You see, sin, evil, death, pain, suffering, cancer, and the death of innocence is all because of sin. The world is evil. It's an evil place. It's a place where the devil rules. It's awful. It's terrible. And all that you and I can do is look to the heavens sometime and say, God, where are you in all of this? You know, I've said, I wouldn't do it that way. Where is God in all this? And these martyrs in Nigeria, and these, this, this rabbi's home, and, and the people that are just being beaten and stomped in and around the area of, uh, in Minnesota. Where is he in all this? Anyone? Anyone? Where is he? Well, he, our Abba, our father, our papa, daddy, he's there in the darkest places. He sees the evil in this world. He feels it, and it hurts him when his people hurt. It hurts him when you hurt, when I hurt. We can ask, "Well, why doesn't he act? Where are you?" Not to tell you, he does. He did. And he will. God sent his son to save those little children. Jesus came to take upon himself all of the evil in this world. He took upon himself your sin, my sin, and its consequences in your life. And in my life, he came here to take upon himself the evil that has been done to you and all the bad that is in your world right now. In the past and in the future, in his suffering death and resurrection, he made it good. Let me say it again. In his suffering and in his death and his resurrection, he made it good. He works things out for you and for me. Now, you may not see it. You may not see it work out in this life. You may not even be able to fathom such painful hurt could be used for good ever but in God in Christ here's the thing he's better at being God than you are he's better at being God than me and when I say I wouldn't do that and I wouldn't do it that way. He, I can kind of hear him saying, "That's because, that's and that's why you're not God, kid. He works all things out for good. He is God, and that's in his job description. Make all things new. So those children that died for the one who would grow up and die for all. He died for them just as much as he died for you and for me. And one day, this is a promise. And What promises does God, our Father, Abba, Papa, Daddy keep? Every one of them, one day. You will stand before him, and you will also see all those little kids around the house, and all those little babies. You'll see them. You know, their crowns may not fit, <laughs> but you won't miss them. You won't miss them. You'll know who they are because God didn't miss them. He knew who they are. He knows who they are and he has them gathered. And he hasn't missed you either. He has you in the scars in his hands and his feet made by those nails. He has you there. And you will see, and I will see, all the good that he's worked in our lives. All the times that he worked through and in the evils that befell you. You will see that your accidents weren't accidents. Anyone locked their keys in their house this morning? You will see that your failures and your pain weren't without God's good in them. You will see that he turns it all good. Yes, even that. He used them to save you in his cross. Merry Christmas. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us now confess, confess our faith together to the words of the Apostles' Creed, found on page three of your bulletin.
1: I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of God.
0: This is our prayer for the first Sunday after Christmas. We beseech the Father in your mercy, Lord, hear the prayers of your people and grant to us all things needful and beneficial through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us pray. Father, for the church, the people of his promise, to whom he has revealed his Son as Savior and Redeemer, that we may enjoy the gift of good and faithful ministers, and that the Lord may prosper the Word and bring to fruition the proclamation of your Word in every place and time. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the nation and our leaders, that the Lord may grant them wisdom in their pursuit of justice and for the cause of peace in the world and relief for those who suffer oppression. Let us pray to the Lord for the protection of life from its natural beginning to its natural end, for the special protection of the unborn, for mothers with child, for the safe keeping of mother and child during childbirth, and for the comfort of God's grace to those who suffer miscarriage or death of a child, let us pray to the Lord. For the renewal of our fellowship as the body of Christ, for families, for husbands and wives, for those desiring to be married, for the single who desire marriage, for the lonely who yearn to know the comfort of friendship and family, let us pray to the Lord. For the sick and those who suffer, that the Lord may grant them healing in accordance with His will, and for those who give aid and care to the sick. Let us pray to the Lord. We pray for the grieving, who suffer the loss of those they love, especially for those who mourn infants and children, for those in their last days, that the Lord may give them peace at the last, and for the day when finally we shall be reunited with those who died in Christ and be raised with them to everlasting life. Let us pray to the Lord. for our communion this day upon the body and blood of Christ, that we may receive this sacrament with faith and be strengthened by it, And that the Lord may soon bring unity of faith and doctrine so that all divisions may cease and we may be fully one at the altar. Let us pray to the Lord for grateful hearts that we may receive the Lord's gifts with joy and use them wisely and for His glory. And for grace that our worship may be pleasing in the Lord's sight, let us pray to the Lord for the Holy Spirit to increase our joy and sustain us in His joy and thanksgiving throughout the days of this Christmas season. And until that day when at last the Lord returns in His glory as Lord and judge of all, let us pray to the Lord. Hear us, O Lord, for we we are the people of your promise and the children whom you have redeemed through the salvation accomplished through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Please pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, In the, in the wonder and mystery of the Word made flesh, you open the eyes of faith to a new and radiant vision of your glory, that beholding the God-made vision, the God-made visible, we may be drawn to love the God whom we cannot see. And also with the church and on earth and on the hosts of heavens, we praise your name, and join their unending hymn shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now together pray the perfect prayer that Jesus gave to us our Father. heard me say this before to people saying, I need a burning bush, you know, give me a sign, and you know, I I don't want that for you. I think a burning bush would freak you out, and me too, right? You know, thank God. You know, God, you know, He, a lot of times we hear some of these, and they're, they're great songs, but you know, you know, Lord, show me your glory, right? Well, if he showed himself, we die, right? I mean, we know that. Uh, show me. I want to see you. Who do you say you are? What's your name? What am I going to say? And he goes, "All right, you can only see as I walk past." And he put him in the cleft. It shows you who's better at being God than God—not you or me. Now, here's the thing: you want a sign? You want to see him? He's here. When we ask, "Where are you?" I'm here," he says, kid. I'm in the elements. I'm in the bread. I'm in the wine. I'm here with you. And I heard your confession with your lips. He's your Lord and Savior. So the table's prepared. You may be seated, and the ushers will bring you forward. Come and meet Jesus. Kind of a heavy message today, Amen. It's made lighter by the one who gave His Son and didn't rescue Him from that. The one that gave His very best for you and for me that we might live. It's made lighter knowing that He is with us, that we cling to His promise that one day we will see Him and all who are in His name. We will see them again and. In glory it's made lighter in a very very dark world where such terrible things happen that we can't explain but we can endure because he is with us and now the benediction may the lord bless you and keep you may the lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you may the lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sending him is what child is this? Page forty.